Welcome to the Detroit Lions Morning Rounds. I'm Jimmy Liao. Let's do the injury report this Thursday before the Bears game. Kenny Galladay is an interesting case here. He had no practice both Wednesday and Thursday this week. His last practice was a limited practice last Monday. Now, his initial injury was November the 1st, so he's currently four and a half weeks out from that. I thought based on video that he had a left hip flexor strain, likely a mild one, which is generally a two to four week injury. Now, interestingly, he was reported to have been running around pretty well in practice a couple weeks ago. One of the beat reporters described that. But that day was listed with a no practice on the official report. So that's a curious situation there. So the question is, how much of this is contract related? Now, he certainly could still have a lingering hip strain, maybe even aggravated it, which prolonged the injury. However, a contract-related issue is a very good possibility. He's in the last year of his contract. He's looking to sign a big deal, life-changing deal this offseason. Now, I wouldn't call what he'd be doing a hold-in because the Lions don't even have a GM to negotiate with. If he is holding out slightly due to contract reasons, it's more of making sure he's healthy going into this offseason so that he can land a huge deal without any questions about his health for 2021. Now, with NPs this week, he's definitely out for the Bears game. And it also means he's likely out for the Packers game next week. Now, strategically, if he wants to maximize his contract this offseason and stay healthy, I'm probably going to come back the last two games maybe three games of the season, just enough to prove that I'm healthy going into the offseason while limiting any exposure to injury, limiting any uncompensated risk. So two games is probably good enough to prove health without taking on additional risk. All right, Deshaun Hand has a groin, NP Wednesday and Thursday this week. He missed last game with a groin. Looks like he'll be out this week as well. Jeff Akuda with a shoulder initial injury on November 22nd. It's good news he wasn't placed on IR, which suggests it's not a serious shoulder injury. He's had MPs this week. It looks like he'll be out. DeAndre Swift is another curious situation. His initial concussion was reported on November the 19th, which was a Thursday. It's uncertain when the concussion occurred. May have been Wednesday, may have been Wednesday night, maybe didn't have anything to do with practice, even something off the field. Now, last week he had LPs Tuesday and Wednesday and another LP this Wednesday, yesterday. That was all great news. Looked like he was trending very well towards playing this weekend. However, an NP on Thursday. Also, officially, he's out of the concussion protocol, which means he's past the concussion protocol. So how does this all make sense? Now, Kyle Meinke and Dave Burkett both tweeted that Adrian Peterson says that DeAndre Swift hasn't been himself since suffering a brain injury, hasn't had the same energy level, said it's been hard to watch. So based on what AP is saying, there are concerns that there are still post-concussion symptoms going on. Now, it's certainly possible that what's going on has nothing to do with a concussion, and he's recovered fully from the concussion 
and there's something else going on with either his health or his life. Maybe there's a social issue going on. However, based on the timeline, based on what AP said, he could still certainly be having post-concussion symptoms. Now, this begs the question, how did DeAndre Swift clear the protocol if he's having post-concussion symptoms? Well, keep in mind that post-concussion symptoms need to be self-reported to the neurologist. The way the concussion protocol works is there's a gradual step up in activity. After each step, the neurologist asks the player, are you having symptoms? The neurologist might do a quick examination, ask some basic, basic questions, mental status questions, which at this point would be pretty easy for him to pass. But post-concussion symptoms such as nausea, headache, fogginess, unusual fatigue, those require self-reporting by the patient. And Swift might have simply not self-reported it, which would mean the neurologist would pass him and move him on to the next stage and eventually pass him through the entire concussion protocol. So maybe that's what's going on, that he's still actually having post-concussion issues even though he did complete the concussion protocol. Now, Matthew Stafford still listed with a right thumb sprain. Initial injury, November the 15th. You can check my video analysis for more on that. He's LP both days this week, but he should be fine. He'll play. Danny Amendola initially hurt his hip in the Washington game on November the 15th. Possibly a hip flexor strain, same as Galladay. He's two and a half weeks out from that. He's up to a full practice already on Thursday, so it looks like he'll be ready to play on Sunday. Mike Ford had a concussion in the Panthers game two weeks ago. He's had FPs both days this week. Great news. Looks like he's fine from the concussion. Other notes, Julian Aquara has returned to practice, which is great news. He initially hurt himself in game five versus the Jaguars. It looked to be some kind of right leg injury, maybe knee or ankle. Nothing was obvious on the video, but good news, it doesn't look like anything very long-term or serious. Desmond Trufant has been placed on IR. He's had a hamstring injury issue all year. Initially hitting game one of the season, has had two re-aggravations since then. So not great with his hamstring all year. Danny Shelton also placed on IR. He had a likely MCL sprain last week. I did a video, video analysis of that. If it's a mild spring, he could be back after the three-week IR stint. If it's more severe, he could be out for the year. I think it's unlikely he has anything significantly beyond an MCL spring, such as an ACL tear. Otherwise, we probably would have heard about it. All right, thanks for listening. Any questions or comments, leave them on the YouTube channel or Twitter at JimmyLeoMD.